Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of November 4th, 2019. Welcome to November. Wow. Man, I can't believe this year is almost over. But anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about Trailer Watch 2019 or 2020, depending on how you look at it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Ghostbusters the video game. Uh, have some news from IDW Comics about Ghostbusters Year One. Tons and tons, including... Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad The biggest podcast since 1909 So free News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart You know, it's just occurred to me We really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment Oh, we have fun Woo! So, so there was all that And then, but what what I said is right the the grocery store is right next to the the liquor store. And on Friday I was uh, at a friend's, and he poured me a glass of oh God. I don't even know what they called it, but Jameson's made a tall can drink that was essentially Jameson's and ginger beer. Oh, all right, fantastic. I was gonna say that I think that would go well together because the sweetness will knock a little bit off of the uh, the bite Fan. of the Jameson's. Yeah, fantastic. And to that end, he actually said, "I put a splash more Jameson." Like he has just Jameson. He said, "I put a splash more in for you because I find it to be a little too sweet." Sweet still. I was like, yeah. "It is perfect." Whatever you did. So I'm like, "I'm gonna treat myself. <laughs> can't can't get in a bath. Gonna I'm gonna go for nature's muscle relaxant alcohol." <laughs> And I go in, and that's when I found out it is a summer-only offering. Uh, they did not have any. I'm like, all right, I will take some spiced rum and some <laughs> strawberry fruly then, please. So you got that going for you. And I will fake it until I make it, or I uh, beg for death, one or the other. Well, that's uh, that's <laughs> so not good. How's your day going? And the worst story is, I'm sitting here complaining to the guy who's who's cannot breathe and his house is being eaten out from under him <laughs> by pests. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm I'm moving. I apparently <laughs> am moving this week and was not. Uh, like last time, it was getting bad. We'll have to call in the exterminators. To exterminators cannot help. Uh, burn the place to the ground burn we're moving the place to the ground and it's not even that it's just like they they know they have to put the tent over the apartment and uh, it's yeah. it, i won't get into it but well on behalf of uh the fraternal society of people who have had to do very fast moves because of unfortunate circumstances unfortunately uh, yeah, yeah i feel for you i mean uh it, it, true true telltale sign here i got home tonight and uh uh, Kelly had wonderfully gone to Bevmo and uh, brought some uh, some uh, Trappist Rochefort, which is the like Belgian beer that uh, we call it God beer because they have different. Okay. They have six, eight, and ten. Right, six is their most common beer that they brew all the time. Eight is kind of their more like rare beer that they uh, they brew occasionally and they age. And then ten 
is apparently we call it God beer because they wait for a sign from God, these Trappist <laughs> monks, to brew the beer. <laughs> That's what was waiting for me when I got home. Yeah, <laughs> well. Kelly's like, here, take your 12% ABV uh, uh, God beer and, and uh, enjoy it. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Been, it's been... It's been, a, it's been a week. It's been something. It's been a week all around, I think. Ay, ay, But the good news was your uh, your Halloween uh, mix, but not only uh, our listeners who were uh, over the moon about it, but I've listened to it twice because it's it's got a lot of fun stuff hey, in it. Yeah. Good. Uh, I, never, I never know how people are going to take it. Like, I try mixing it up, and then I sit there worrying, like, you know, have I just made something that, ha- it you know, half of it, people won't like and then the other half of the people won't like the other half like you know what i mean like it's well i mean it's uh, but the good news like you'll you'll do the music but then you'll do a couple like rare like trailers or or film clips or or sound bites or something like that or yeah like i i texted you after i listened to it and i was like oh my god it was so inspired you did the uh the elevator the sedgwick scene from the original film uh intercut with uh david s pumpkins which i was like oh my why has nobody thought about that I, is that the first time that somebody's thought about that because dude <laughs> that's that's like low-hanging fruit how come that was right in front of us nobody knew to to cut that together and how many floors so- are david s pumpkins 73 <laughs> out of 100 um the the worst part though is that uh as usual i, I like i i take stabs at it like I spend months going, you know, kind of what kind of shape I'm like. I hear stuff, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to use so that. So this yeah. time, if somebody, um, like, you know, was paying attention, there's a, there's kind of a, 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 a you know, an 80 to 85% uh, ghost theme, maybe even higher running through the whole thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the, that, like the answer the call soundtrack. That's, that's kind of what I was like. Oh, it's like all kind of ghost. Uh, thematically yeah. spiritual. So that's yeah. that's where I was gonna go with this one, and I, I start building, and then I have little ideas. Or oh, I could do that with that, and that with that, and I start building it, and it always still ends up being a rush. And it's like Sunday night, and I know you're waiting, and I'm getting close, like stitching the last pieces together, and then that's when I, I the the light bulb went off <laughs> on the David S. Pumpkins things. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna take another. Where can I put another that? twenty minutes? Well, no, it's not even where can I put it. I'm like, oh, Troy's gonna have to wait another twenty minutes because I got to do this. <laughs> Uh, it ended up working out okay because I'm not I sleeping so. recently. So I liked it. it was, yeah, and yeah, I had li- well. I've listened to it a couple of times myself, which and I'm my own uh, worst critic there. Uh, and and then as always, I mean, um, I, I cannot take credit where credit is not due because you know a lot of it is cool tracks that other people have. I like well, to play yeah, around it's... with their tracks and all that, but I didn't make well, well any of them really this time. I, I think I've. Earlier, the earlier ones, like I did that. No, even those, it was just me doing heavily heavy edits of stuff. But, well, but uh, yeah, I mean, like any good mixtape, it's more about the compilation of what you've put together. Yeah. and Yeah. Well, what I was most proud of was that it opens with, because I never know how I'm going to do the opening things. And this time I was really having, like, what's a ghost thing I could do? And then for some reason I got really, you know, the, the synapse went off and I started remembering, um, like, the number stations or the ghost stations, if you're familiar with them. No, the what? Yeah, number stations. Go to Wiki and and, and read up on number stations. And okay. basically, what they are is that people listen to these, like, um, you know, the whatever the the world band 
uh, you know, the right under the right conditions, people are like, you know, the, the the ham operators and all that are fiddling around, and they run into these stations that are just broadcasting on a loop. It's obviously a tape and automatic, and all it's doing is reading out numbers. Oh, is that and, what that thing at the be? Okay, I was wondering. Yeah. I was like, I I thought it was just kind of a cool, creepy recording, but no, God, their number stations when when people are talking about what their function, which is the best guess anybody has, is that they were. They're they're Cold War based. They're like they're reading codes out to people. Yeah, that you know tune in around the world and, and all that sort of thing. And sometimes they're called ghost stations because uh, everything's over, <laughs> and a bunch of them are still running still and it's operating, really still creepy. Broadcasting. That's weird. So I didn't I didn't run any of the codes. I, I chopped it all up. If anybody paid attention, the number she reads out is the episode number. I was very proud of myself. Oh, that's f- I did not notice that. And then another I got, excuse to read uh, to listen to it again. <laughs> and then I got super happy. Because at the end, I played, um, I like the whole song. Uh, Ghost uh, Cave did uh, that Kickstarter about a month or so back, and they had one of their tracks, uh, Ready to Believe You. And it's a, it's a great, it's a great track up front. You know, there's rappers and all that. And then there's kind of a slowdown break, and then it picks up into this rolling kind of dance house thing that oh, I just, I, just cannot get enough of like yeah. that, that's honestly why i didn't play the whole track i just correct that and i want people to actually go you know support them and pick up the track on oh, totally. itunes and that and all was that. like the show the, everybody has mentioned that first track is the showstopper so it's good to mention that yeah that's the ghost cave uh well no the, the first one is technically djbc it's not oh, that's i mean right, maybe D, yeah. maybe it now falls under a ghost cave label or whatever but I'm, uh, yeah i'm confused was, myself on the the line that was there. him yeah he yeah. did ghostbusters and and uh what's it called Wobble, 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 or wobble with it. It's again a song I had never heard before. It goes really well together. Like I said, they all kind of rolled into one another. Like I have that Jaws track, um, uh, I'll Be Your Ghost. Like that's a that's a that's a constant repeat on my phone. Like I, I play that one all the time, and again that was one of the earlier ones that twigged is that there's that weird little tick, 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 like a, like a typewriter. And very early on, my brain went, oh, I should put that with Peter uh, pestering Janine. And then, yeah, just sure enough with a little editing. Uh, there's, I like, I like using clips from the movie that we've heard a million times to, to kind of lead into and lead out of sure. songs and all. It's fun. I really enjoyed doing yeah. this one. So. And, well, and uh, there was, there was a, a yes, have some boo in there. We love you guys. <laughs> Uh, but then I also, when you started playing the I, I Rob Zombie a, Dragula I, track, I thought that was yeah. another troll at them too. When you listen to their episode where <laughs> they're at Halloween Horror Nights, but you're actually well, it's it's <laughs> trolls. I guess a good. What what it is is me testing to see if they listen. It's all done in good fun and all that. Uh, I don't mean anything by it. But what's killing me is yes, I did actually kind of pick the Dragula because I remember them talking about it. At, <laughs> and then it occurred to me later, I was like. Why did I not pull audio of them talking about it off their oh, own that's show funny. to yeah. drop in? But for for those ah. of you that don't, on yes, have some uh, a couple episodes ago, they went to the Orlando uh, Halloween Horror Nights, and they took a. It, it's a fun photo with the group that they went to uh, the the mazes <laughs> with, and it uh, like anything on the internet caused a controversy, and they're like, "This out of everything <laughs> we do, the this car the, that yeah. we're sitting in is not the real whatever." Yeah, but yeah. Uh, um, but uh, it's yeah. the internet. Anything can be a fight. Usually, what you least expect. Well, or it becomes a fight, or it becomes a weird trip down memory. Because while we're speaking of of YHS, the yes, yes, have some group therapy uh, chat, which is like their official group. Um, uh, John Yerkeba posted 
a screen grab from Ghostbusters 2120, which was a fan film that when I was doing my website back in the, the 90s that somebody was like, I'm going to do this fan film. I'm like, oh my God, that's such a great idea. And then he would send me stuff. And then the, the fan film, as many of them often do, never came to fruition. And uh, it was a weird trip down memory lane in front of the general public. I mean, the, the yes, have some group therapy public, but, uh, well, speaking of blast from the past, like early roots and DNA and, uh, and all that sort of thing. You, you, I, I don't know why you did you, there was no reason you should have or had to, but you posted uh, one of the original interdimensional cross rip was cross you proto cross rip yeah you in front baby truck baby truck baby troy what maybe did we i think we've talked about it on the air i think we did sort of like a who the hell are we kind of episode and i was like well we we i did the cross rip back when i was in high school and I, I posted that to that thread and I was like, oh yeah, there was a clip of this uh, Ghostbusters 2120 at the beginning of the original cross rip that aired yep. in 1998 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who was it uh, Jay? Uh, Jay was Young was his Jay name. Jay Young. Um, and he uh, was, is, I'm not entirely sure. I've, I've kind of fallen out of touch with him, but he, he was uh, an animation uh, professional and, and then became an animation, uh, professor, but, um, it never happened. Oh, like yeah. a lot, again, like a lot of fan films, it was just like, I've got this great idea. It's the Blair Witch Project meets Ghostbusters. Awesome. Will you put it on your website? <laughs> sure. Uh. Uh, two years later. <laughs> hey, is that fan film ever coming? I, uh, whatever. But, and there was two different projects. If I recall correctly, two different people that got it into their head that they could do an animated... Uh, there, Yeah, there was one. So there was uh, the next generation, which was a little bit later, if I remember right. The problem is that my memory, maybe it's the uh, God beer, but uh, my memory is shot too. But So yeah, Jay had Ghostbusters 2120, which was sort of like a future, you know, Ectomobile flies through the air, uh, like the, the DeLorean and Back to the Future 2. And then there was Ghostbusters, the next generation, which was another person who, it was kind of an extreme Ghostbusters take, if I remember right. It was like Egon was training the next group of, but it was in the future. It was in in the year 2000, because it was so far away at that point. Yeah. it's 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 proof that Star Wars or Star Wars Ghostbusters has been around long enough to start falling into weird Star Wars traps, yeah, which is that yeah. the fans have dreamt up stuff that later on kind of like are mentioned as maybe being real things. Like uh, so that whole next generation and they're in the future sort of thing. That's the first thing a whole bunch of old timers thought of when the Ecto Force thing came up. Right, they were talking about in right. the future and where where have we heard this before? Wait a minute. Well, and they had these um, wristwatch things that were kind of like uh, PKE meters slash traps. Uh, and this was way before the Apple watch. So somebody on the group therapy chat was saying like, uh, yeah, they, they predicted the Apple watch. So they didn't make well, Ghostbusters the next generation because they are Johnny Ive and they're making stuff for <laughs> Apple. Now that's what's happening. Uh, 
I, I, yeah, those are all cute and all that. But uh, all I think of is uh, this stuff goes back to Dick Tracy too. Like, yeah, <laughs> where, yeah. where do you really? Actually, no, really, nobody predicted anything. It's just that everybody wants to. Whenever something cool comes up, they want to put it on their watch. Cool. This goes all the way back to telling time. Hey, we can tell. <laughs> look, I got a bucket full of water, and then it drips. And when it's empty, it's halfway through the day, and somebody goes, "That's great." Can wow. I put it on my wrist? Yeah. Now? Can that be on my wrist? Yeah. <clears throat> Every time, everything. Like, I came up with a calculator. I'd like, well, there's Ghostbusters right there. Egon has one. I'd like it on my wrist, please. Uh, I made a video game. Could I have it on my wrist, please? <laughs> like, music player, wrist, please. Heartbeat monitor, wrist, please. Uh, well, and then the crazy thing is I have an Apple Watch, and the amount of times that I've taken a phone call like Dick Tracy on my wrist is one. I think I've yeah. done it maybe twice. But Does it, does it have uh, a camera? Uh, it doesn't have a camera yet. Yeah. See, so you can't even do the cool Dick Tracy no. thing. Of, see, I hate the FaceTimey thing where you hold the phone in front of you. But man, the minute like I don't have an Apple Watch, but the minute they put a camera on an Apple Watch where I can do the Dick Tracy, hold that I'm in. Yep, I am in. Yeah, exactly. And that's and it it will make it even more difficult to explain to my daughter. You take pictures on your phone. Uh, you take pictures on your watch, and then she looks at a camera and goes, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Ah, it's a long story." <laughs> anyway, uh, well, we have lots of news. Uh, we have a fun discussion topic to get into, uh, and it's also we're recording this on Halloween Eve, so I want to get us out of here Ooh. so that we can okay, so that we can go finish our costumes. But uh, all right, here we Baby go. Baby Troy, boo 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 boo. Never mind. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Uh, don't go blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so IDW Comics announced uh, two weeks ago at this point, as you're listening to this, uh, their next project, which we know uh, something has been in the works. It, it yep. only makes sense they're going to keep doing stuff with the license, especially with the new movie coming out in 2020. Uh, what that was going to be, we did not know. But now we do have some semblance of an idea. Uh, Ghostbusters Year One, uh, which... When I first heard it, I was like, well, yeah, year one is the movie. I think Craig sent me a text. He's like, dude, Ghostbusters year one. And I was like, yeah, that's the movie. I, I saw that. I know what happens in year one. But uh, it's actually a very funny idea, a very uh, inspired idea to kind of get people, you know, back into the roots of the original Ghostbusters leading into Ghostbusters 2020. It's uh, four, um, well, it's a, a four issue miniseries, but as I understand it, it's four sort of individual one shots, uh, one for each of the original Ghostbusters yeah. characters um, that will dive into each of their biographies a little more in depth. We'll see some stuff that happened to them off camera that we are not aware of. I'm guessing this is canon now, right? Maybe? Question mark? Yeah, it is n- not clear I, how they've decided to... Like they're really in the, everything in the solicit, together. They're leaning heavily into the Ghostbusters 2020 aspect of it. So that's that's kind of yeah. why I'm thinking like, hey, maybe this is kind of a tease or a little bit of a an appetizer for what's to come this, in the new uh, movie. Kind of came up because I had a uh, a weird synapse fire and I was just sitting around staring into space. Uh, actually, it might have been positively Ghostbusters on um, Twitter made some comment about. Um, 
uh, what's her name? Aldridge. <clears throat> Can't remember her first name right now. Uh, but Gertrude from Gertrude. the- Gertrude. Uh, yeah. Made some yeah. mention of her and kind of like just as things happened uh, from time to time with me, uh, you know, two synapses went off and it, I was like, man, if Sony could just, you know, quietly, you know, throw $5 million at some real hungry, like, uh, horror filmmakers and let them just go make straight up, you know, 10 Cloverfield Lane style, make some, uh, make some horror movies and like, you know, and do like the, you know, do the, uh, the Eldridge, uh, murders or, you know, do the, and I brought up, um, Eleanor Twitty, I think was Eleanor Twitty yeah, and all that yeah. and find out what happened to her and. And somebody points out, don't we know what happened to her? And and <laughs> I went looking. I was like, oh, yeah, the game kind of fills it in. And yeah. somebody else asked us, like, well, is that canon? And then somebody made the point, until a movie contradicts it, we've always kind of treated stuff point. in the peripheral stuff, comics, the game, the, the books. If they don't contradict anything in the movie, they seem to stand. And then either at some point, I you know, guys like uh, – uh, Eric Burnham and all that will lift from the other sources and just sort of cement it into place or something will come along and contradict it, at which point we have to go, oh, all right, well, that's out. So I don't know. Over time, the comics seem to be, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and frankly, since these are going to tell the tale in relation to the, you know, the first movie, yeah, kind of, kind of has to be canon, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sort of seems... It, what's kind of funny is when you read the solicit that um, that was posted, well, Tom Waltz, po- at the point that you're listening to this, he posted it about two weeks ago. But um, so the solicit <laughs> kind of reads point like- Point of order. Point of order. He posted 30 or 40 times in the two-day period is what he, <laughs> he did. Well, yeah, he, he teased. He was ready to- Oh, God. Yeah. He's he's really good at that. Like, who wants to hear an announcement? Here's an image. Here's an image. Here's it. Yeah, but uh, oh man, uh, that guy. But but the solicit kind of reads like a, a uh, like a synopsis of Citizen Ghost a little bit to me, where it's a like little bit, yeah. In in the aftermath of the original film, they uh, defeat Gozer. Uh, Fifty five Central Park West is completely destroyed. Here is this biographer that is going around trying to get get to the core of who these four people are. And in the process is getting to know a little bit more about each of them. And that's what each of these four one shots is, is going to be. Um, so it could also be true from a certain point of view to uh, steal from another franchise um, that maybe it's like, yeah, this, this is what the biographer has written <laughs> or even better. It's what the four guys have wanted their histories to be re- rewritten as. Um, mm. But uh but yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm kicking myself. I didn't put it in the rundown. Do you know when the first issue launches? It's next year at some point, I would imagine, right? Uh, well, the solicitation's being uh, this taken is right now, which means e- it's January. Yeah, I was going to, okay. Cause yeah, we're in November solicits. So yeah, we're at least a couple months out, but. Um, it takes three months. So when they solicit, it shows up three months later. So yeah, so plus so or minus. Cl- it'll help sort of close the gap between now and July when that new movie comes out too. Which a little bit, yeah, yeah. But that, here's the that thing: helps. without too much, too many gaps, they've been putting out a comic a month for a long time now. And two things occurred to me: one, no annual by the sounds of it this time. That's oh, a, that's a good point. Yeah, and two. It's if it's only four issues, then that means they get to January, February, March, April, 
Uh, so there's May and June May, are empty. June. And then the movie, July. So in my head, I'm wondering mm. if uh, April, May, June. Uh, April. You thinking like February, a prequel comic, March. maybe, or no? So, yeah, exactly. Well, basically, we have to watch for March. Because March, March, April, May, and then uh, April, May, June. The solicitations in March and April uh, are what we're sitting on now. Because they won't, they'll be, I mean, Waltz will start teasing us if something's coming up in advance. <laughs> yeah. But nothing, we'll know nothing for sure. There's not, no need for us to know because we'll all be, you know, anxiously staring at and waiting for, um, I mean, look at how they did it. They had to get, they got Transformers out of the way before they right. even bothered to bring this one up, right? So they're not going to bother telling us too much while those ones are, are coming out. But yeah, if they're going to offer us something, it's going to have to end up in the uh, Diamond Select there, March and April. So I'm kind of curious what will fill that slot because it would seem extremely strange to have an, a Ghostbusters movie in theaters. And nothing on and the shelf. Nothing shelves. on the shelf, or even something leading up to that uh, tentpole release. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, and depending on how they've, you know, how this movie pans out, how they decided to tie it into the movies, I don't know. It could be any number of things. Like maybe we're going to get offered like a large size book that retells, you know what I mean? Like here, what's, what better way if you're putting a new movie into theaters to reintroduce audiences who may or may not have, and I know everybody listening to this is like, oh, come on, everybody's seen Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. No, no, they have not. We, we are staring inwards at ourselves going, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Ergo, everybody has seen it. If you turn outwards and start asking, some people will be like, yes. Some people will be like, I haven't seen it in ages. And some people will be like, no. Yeah. So that I'm old thinking movie, you, my dad watches that movie. Exactly. My, yeah. My grandpa watches that movie at this point. Use your hands that's for babies um <laughs> that's my favorite quote you put the i think that's a you know just a podcast it's a wild podcast but i don't know but that would be a real good time to uh kind of touch on or retell in comic form the first two movies and a little bit of you know lead up to the the third sort of thing yeah. so it's got something for everybody it'll it'll you know, in, in bring in new people. It'll refresh people who haven't seen it in a while. And for us who just eat this stuff, you know, night and day, I don't know. That's my, my that's my wild guess. That's what my hope is. I think that's, yeah, that's safe. And also the solicit does call out that they're going to re-offer some of their trade paperbacks again. So they'll do some reprintings. Well, that's, and that uh, makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so when the appetite is, is high for all of this Ghostbusters content, there will be a few trades uh, on the shelves too. But, uh, but yeah, well, uh, so you mentioned uh, Eleanor Twitty and her backstory in Ghostbusters: The Video Game. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that seems like a good opportunity for us to bring up uh, the actual remastered video game, which I know a lot of people are out there yeah. enjoying. Uh, I've seen a lot Still of people on social media finishing uh, finishing their second or third runs at this point. Uh, I'm jealous of all of you and your time. <laughs> God, <laughs> not uh, only have I not done, completed a run yet. I haven't even run to the store yet. Like uh, I, it's tough. So. I mean, I finally made it through the the Stay Puffed rooftop battle, um, and that was d- just out of sheer dumb luck because stuff was happening, and I'm like, can I, can I, I'm going to play video games right now. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to grab the Switch and do this. Um, but uh, so for those of you who have played, especially on the Xbox One, well, actually more specifically, especially on the, the PC version, uh, there have been a lot of kind of catastrophic errors and bugs and stuff like that, uh, and... Uh, Saber 3D has heard you. They have released a new patch for Xbox One, PS4, and PC with a Switch version on the way. 
uh, and it fixes a whole slew of bugs, including some audio errors and some black um, like flash frames throughout the game and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, not the, the patch, uh, it's not the patch for the patch that you and I have talked about a couple of times here on the, uh, the show right. where the Ghostbusters two patch is just overlaid on top of the Ghostbusters one patch. There's no patch for the patch at this no, no. point. There's an, actually it's 2019. They don't call them patch. It's an update. Update. Please. You're right. Uh, well, it's funny the, the- because I think on their, <laughs> on their social media, they even called it a patch and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll go with it. But, uh, so yeah. So, uh, I mean, I know that the we've we've talked about it before on the podcast, so I won't go too too deep on it. But I know that the jury is still kind of out on the remaster. Is it technically a remaster? No. Is it a lot of fun to play through the the campaign? Hell yes, because I've been playing through it and I've forgotten 80 percent of it. Uh, a lot of the jokes and the one offs and sort of the the nuances of the story uh, have kind of fallen out of my memory. So uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to do that. Um, and then also just noticing stuff now on a giant size TV, uh, in high, higher definition than it was before on the Xbox 360. Um, I'm, I'm noticing a lot of tiny details that I didn't notice uh, in the past, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. If you don't have it, uh, and you've been on the fence about picking it up, uh, especially now that they're releasing these updates, you know, now's, now's a good time to do it, but, um, do it. That's, that's for you, Chris. You should, you should go grab it. Go. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, uh, since you asked so nicely, sure. <laughs> but I was kind of wondering, uh, what do you think in terms of, so we're, we were talking about like uh, IDW's plans for the couple of months leading up to uh, the, the July 2020 film release. Um, you and I have never kind of sat and talked about what we what we would like to see in terms of a video game tie-in because obviously the answer right. to call tie-in uh, left a lot to be desired, uh, to say the least. Um, uh, much maligned. Not not a lot of people are. There's there's. I can count on one hand how many people really love that game. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's it's tough with movie tie-ins. But what what would you like to see? What what do you think they're going to do? <sighs> or are they going to do anything at this point? Because movie tie-ins have also. So started to fall by the wayside because people have just stopped picking them up. They're very hard. Well, here's the thing. They're very hard to do for movies that are basically video games themselves. Sure. And that's for a a variety of reasons. Um, I don't know, too many cooks sometimes, uh, bad design choices sometimes, not enough time sometimes because they like, you know, tap somebody to do it. But, you know, the movie is... Instead of starting, yeah, you, know, you need to start even earlier than the movie oh, yeah. sometimes uh, to get the these things done. The movie is just right. now finished, so they now know what everything looks like and what the story is. Yeah, so you're going to develop so, a video game right now for July. If people think back to like they avoided that with 2016 by just taking some of the most cursory details that were known and doing an entirely different team, right? Like just they yeah. they created their stuff from whole cloth because they knew what the equipment was going to look like, what the uniforms were going to look like, and they knew roughly what the story and, was going to be and like. Still had to make last minute changes because changes. of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Like the you know Domino's. Uh, yeah, the pizza uniforms tie-in, are, and yeah, um, and that's in the best of cases. So. 
Jason, the guy who made Juno, you know, that movie that never had a video game, and and all the other great movies he's made, none of which have had a, a video game. You never game played made. the Michael Sarah simulator? Oh, boy, did you miss out. <laughs> boy, that was a I, lot of fun. I thought I played the Thank You for Not Smoking game once, but basically... <laughs> I was just in a waiting room listening to two people <laughs> scream at one another because there was, you know, no smoking. Um, uh, he, you know, he said this is, you know, a family movie sort of thing, uh, like about a family. I don't, I don't think there's a game in it. Like, unless you, unless there's way more scary in it than we think, then you, and then you can maybe build sort of like, a, you know, a, a, a wandering around it during the night sort of thing trying to solve a mystery with the occasional proton packing i don't know but i'm i'm thinking directly related to the movie yeah probably not now that said the uh, no go ahead what's your i was gonna say well uh, directly what uh, is there something that could indirectly tie in and that's probably where you're going that's why i was like and i stopped uh close i think they'll go yeah they'll go indirect they'll try to come up with something that you know, checks a lot of boxes for fans that isn't specific to the new movie, but rather kind of lifts off of, you know, the franchise all over the place. I mean, because we really still haven't gotten uh, the game yet that, you know, scratches that itch that people have of, I want to be my own Ghostbuster and run my own Ghostbusters franchise. The thing that comes up every single time you make a Ghostbusters games is everybody's like, I wish it was like a GTA sandbox. Not that they could ever make a GTA oh, yeah, sandbox. Yeah. But... There are lesser versions of that that you could do that are kind of like that, that allows you to, you know, roam a city to try to, you know, try to just run your business. And again, I don't even think that's in the cards, but I think if they're doing anything, it'll be, you know, another one of these uh, kicks. Of, to be honest, <laughs> after all the, uh, the, the little... Um, the piggyback synergistic games that they've done on other people's uh, apps and stuff like that. Uh, probably Just more like of that. Overlay on top of something. Uh, yeah. Like the binge for the uh, anniversary. Yeah. Dead uh, overlay. Monster Dash like and, yeah. you know, initially tw- 2009 Monster Dash and Fruit Ninja and all that. Um, and then the last time, you know, they showed up in three or four different. I think that might. I think the, that's where the bang for the buck is, right? You know, yeah. It doesn't take as long. It doesn't cost as much. And the user base is way bigger than the console and PC market, right? Yeah, so, good point. Yeah. So there you go. There's my cynical, realistic answer. Uh, uh, well, on both ends. One is I think we're probably going to get more app stuff, definitely. I don't think we're getting anything related to the game. And the middle is my kind of, yeah, it lives forever. It's perpetual. It doesn't have to be done this year. Maybe, you know, maybe soon, though. I can do uh, something for the home video release in time for the home video yeah. release or something like well, that. Well, remember, yeah. their whole plan is to you know keep the franchise alive and growing and all that. So this movie is, I think... Uh, you know what? I, I honestly think if they have to put time and energy into anything, I think it'll come down to making this song, or not this uh, song, make this uh, movie really uh, catch every stride it can, right? Like it just, it just, it just does the best it can possibly do so they can then leapfrog off of that and then you know with a little bit of steam they'll start through you know yeah the game could be the bridge to uh, the next movie or something like that yeah. yeah or fill you know fill in the time so if this one does really great that you know it's not i have no guarantee this is what's going on but 
you know, I they they may be feeling around for people going. This one's going to come out and it's going to do awesome. And then between this and three years from now, when another one comes out, what can you you know fill yeah. the void with? Sort of. What thing. is what is the world building there? That's that's a and, good point. You know, and then well, this is again where other other games break down do you start inside the new year and then if the movie in the summer doesn't do as well as they'd hoped do you push through on the game uh, or do you yeah, cut or your then losses you stop and then like, you're seven months into a development cycle and yeah uh, um I, I mean that that would make the most amount of sense i mean that, that's uh, honestly i i hope you're right i hope that's what they do is that the movie comes out and then uh, you know, a year after that or six months after that, that's when we get another game, uh, that kind of helps us like keep that momentum forward momentum going. But, uh, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. If you make a simple minimum viable product that, that, that scratches that itch of, I want to personalize a Ghostbuster and go bust ghosts and be able to brag about it to people. Uh, yeah. You get that out and then you just build on it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's sort of where I, I mean, cause so that's, that's what I really hope they do. But the, the sort of secondary uh, hope that I would have is that they would do just a fun, fun multiplayer game. And I think this is where Sanctum, Sanctum of Slime had the best of intentions um, just put something together that we can have fun busting ghosts as friends on whatever the platform of choice may yeah. be. Um, and you don't have to get bogged down in all of the, the production uh, stuff that has to happen and the storytelling and the uh, voice yeah. casting and uh, just put something fun or even, man, that's when you launch the multiplayer on Ghostbusters, the video game remastered with a few yeah. extra maps that look like something out of uh, Ghostbusters 2020. Um, yeah, like, well, there's the thing for the money it takes to make a triple a game for a fraction of that, just keep that team going, trying to, again, learn up on the code base, yeah. patch up some stuff and then, you know, get themselves primed and working to build on it. Um, cause right now, like I said, everybody loves this one. <laughs> if you could just upscale it. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm just talking in terms of content, even not even in terms of look, and even that is isn't you know out the window entirely in this whole you know updatable world sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, take take the game engine and uh, and run with it. Give us some DLC I, or something. I, now I, that I honest, the I game. honestly yeah. think, um, like I can see the corporate uh, number crunching that it makes more sense to put something out on phones and tablets, just because the user base is huge, sort of thing. And, yeah. Um. But you know what? I don't even think that's a problem for people. No, I don't think people necessarily need super realistic, right? If 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 you gave people cute little 2D Ghostbuster avatars that they could customize a million different ways and you could throw more, you know, customizable content at them after the fact and then, you know, uh, events and new ghost updates and special missions and holiday missions yeah. and all that, just like all those apps out there. Right. I, I, that's the thing that, you know, never seemed to catch fire with, you know, the, the two AR apps and stuff like that. Like it just, it didn't bring us together. Oh, we really man. didn't get to brag much. That's and I, yeah, as you were saying that I'm, I'm, I'm just in my head picturing our friends at Ghostbusters world hub going, there's a game out there that they're not supporting. What is happening? Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, yeah. Ghostbusters world, uh, you can personalize your character. No, you can, you can give it personal, like different equipment and all that, but man, 
you could give people exactly the plain old proton pack and the plain old uniform, and if you put all your efforts into making the being able to make the character look, you know, closer to you, yeah, we're all in like Flynn. That's basically, it. and then later on, you can start doing things like, oh, here's the real Ghostbusters proton pack. Here's the answer right. the call proton pack. Um, you know, and then follow the community and do things like, uh, yeah, here's the jumpsuit, but it's in red and somewhere, you know, Fernando's head explodes or something like that, right? <laughs> like it's just, um, you know what I mean? Like you just, you know, look at the teams yeah. with their unique uniforms and things like that. Plenty of opportunities. Plenty. But, um, Not only that, man, you want to fund it? Don't make it an arm and a leg, but make that cost, you know, Ghostbusters bucks or whatever. Yeah, and do most, all the and most purchases. Because well, yeah. what happens then is it makes it even more rarefied. Like people, it's not like everybody goes, oh, it's, you know, a red uh, jumpsuit. I'll take that. Uh, some people will pay for it, and then some people will specifically want it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all I'm thinking of is the uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, like we'll all just be selling whatever the rarefied uh, Ghostbusters video game things are to each other. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, there's a lot you can do with that that doesn't require a triple A team. And um, yeah, and I think I think you know like I think the 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 number crunchers aren't wrong. Uh, in terms of an installed user base, it's really hard to beat phones. Something. Um, yeah. Something and you and I that, just talked about fun. What, What's yeah. the number one problem with the AAA, you know, the remastered right now? Who has time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody's every- <laughs> micro, uh, you, you have attention spans and nanoseconds that we can but put it on the phone. But that ties in perfectly to what, what it is, which is we want to think about ourselves as Ghostbusters all the time anyways. So instead of making us find the time to sit down for three or four hours in an evening every, you know, on average, what, every week or a couple of weeks or whatever, something like that, how could, why doesn't our phone just be this weird little portal where <laughs> yeah. we are quite literally 24-7 Ghostbusters? And it'll uh, yeah. ping at us going, there's a ghost to go bust. Oh, I'm going to go uh, bust oh, a 10 ghost. seconds your, from now, I got to do something. Okay, cool. Your buddy's yeah. online. Hey, I'm going to go hang with my buddy, right? Like, it's just, we can... Yeah. Even if we're not walking around, you know, inside our heads, we're Ghostbusters. That's what, that's what we're kind of there now. And anything that services that, done. Yeah. Well, <sighs> uh, get, I guess the hope is that they Sony do on the something. Line. Yeah. Get Sony on the line. I'll talk to them right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to do something. And I think a lot of it will be really cool, fun stuff, like the really cool, fun stuff they did before, which is a lot of semi-promotional limited time synergistic uh, yeah. stuff and and same thing with like I'll, i mean i'm sure speaking of phones there will be stickers and emojis and oh yeah uh, all that kind of stuff that's that's oh, a no-brainer yeah 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 by the way sony <laughs> take your hat off hat in hand and go to apple and just convince them that if you type ghostbusters in we'll automatically get the the moogly please yes. like if uh, the avengers can do it you can do it but also, whoever's doing the social media campaign, uh, that go slime yourself thing still, it, 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 it didn't work. Don't nope. do that again. Thanks. Nope. Thank uh, you. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, so anyway, what, what are you guys out there thinking about video games? What would you like to see? What would you not like to see? We want to hear from you guys. Uh, leave, leave us voicemails uh, for that. Um, let's, I don't know how we can talk about it, but I do. We haven't mentioned on the air the, uh, there's two real Ghostbusters uh, stop-motion animation recreations. <laughs> and they yeah. curiously were released, like, right within, whatever it was, 48 hours of each other. Uh, yeah. But um, So a fan did a recreation of uh, the real Ghostbusters main title uh, intro with Diamond Select uh, figures, 
And then a day later, maybe, uh, Playmobil released their Playmobil uh, animation version of it, uh, which is is a lot of fun, too. all of six hours. Yeah, it's. I don't know if you went back and looked, but it got it got turned off for Ooh, a while. It's yeah. back now. Oh, is it back? Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because I didn't know that it went away, but I also went digging for it, trying to find it uh, for just to refresh my memory before we recorded, and I couldn't find it pretty easily anywhere. I just too, plugged so. it in, like yeah, real Ghostbusters Playmobil, and it and showed up. Go RGB Halloween or. Ghostbusters Playmobil Halloween. If they jumped or, the gun and they wanted to release it closer to Halloween, and then I they think saw that's what the it Diamond did, yeah. Select one, exactly. and they're like, "Oh, oh boy, we gotta." Or alternately, that was their timeline, but it was all kind of running on you know their PR plan, and somebody jumped up and said, "You realize somebody out of the blue made their own and put it out 24 hours <laughs> ago, and it's eating up yeah. our, uh, our 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 heat, right?" And, and so it's they just gonna just, make us look like it was a secondary afterthought. Yeah, uh, turned so it got turned off real quick. Uh, you know, the fans noticed it. it's the internet. It got around, but then sadly, it got turned back on. But by that point, <laughs> yeah, no, nobody really see. This is why companies you should uh, maintain friendly relations with uh, the purveyors of all things <laughs> Ghostbusters out there. Help the us, Ghostbusters okay. news and the GB fans, so that when you come out and said, "Oh, by the way, you know, a week and a half later, we just launched this thing, wink, wink," and we go, "Yeah, we saw a week and a half," and they go, "And please just tell everybody it's live now, <laughs> and we will do it." Uh, and and they're both equally, they're both great. I mean, that's the they thing are. is that neither is stealing thunder from the other because they they both have. Um, they're, they're, uh, they're strong suits. So, um, so I mean, go, go check them out. I, I'm a big fan of all of the Playmobil animations. I know that there's a Playmobil movie in yep. the works, uh, but I don't think Ghostbusters will be a part of it, but, uh, nope. so, um, so go check those out. Um, let's see, we have, how do I want to do this, Chris? Cause we have about 20 minutes left. I want to talk about this digital spy article, but I also wanted to talk, there's not that much Ghostbusters 2020 news, so I don't think we need to do like a full-on segment here, but uh, let's do that, and then we can get into the digital spy. We'll, we'll end with that. Um, sure. So so 2020 news, uh, obviously they have wrapped production. Uh, everybody has scattered. They're no longer in uh, Calgary. So uh, Jason Reitman spent some time at the Orlando uh, Halloween Horror Nights with McKenna Grace. Uh, they've got some great photos if you follow Jason on Instagram. Um, but, uh, if, the, the thing that cracks me up is they keep calling it rust city. It's the rust city team, uh, rust, rust <laughs> city reunion, uh, which is, it's just funny cause it's the security title on the movie. And usually that's such a like hush, hush protective thing. So uh, no, they, I, they let it run free. So we don't sit around. Yeah. <laughs> staring. We want real facts. Uh, I, I, and on the slate in those photos and anyway, but, um, so, uh, so I thought that was very cool. Uh, obviously, you know, now that they have a, a little bit of time, I mean, I'm, uh, they've got post-production and they got to get into visual effects and mix and all that sort of stuff. They've got a lot to do and, and maybe some additional photography, like pickup shots, uh, once they've cut it all together and realize, uh, things that, that, that need to be filled in. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a lot of fun, not necessarily uh, related to the production of the film uh, at all. But um, And then uh, going back I, to our... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, did we talk about the rap party at all? We did. I mean, we kind of mentioned okay. that they rapped, uh, that they, they held the rap party before they rapped, actually. that That's what we kind of covered. Um, but right. looked like a, little, a lot of fun. Um, and they had an inflatable Stay Puffed there. So good sure photo did. opportunities there. Uh, good dance party from all of the things that I saw on social media. 
Um, but uh, I guess, the, and and so where, where I was going was to mention our yes have some friends again who have started a trailer watch segment on their show, um, <laughs> which is very funny. It's basically nope, no trailer yet. But uh, when do you think we're going to see a trailer, Chris? You and I have been texting with each other like. Do you think we'll see one for Halloween? No. Do you think we'll see one for Jumanji? Uh, I don't know. Well, what, what do you think strategically? What do you think makes the most amount of sense uh, for a trailer? Strategically? Yeah. What 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 gets you the most amount of attention, especially now going into the holidays here? Uh, what what do you? Nothing until the new year. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I I mean we got. Uh... Star Wars coming up. Um, well, that that was my thought. You got Star Wars coming up, and you got a lot of people that are going to go see Star Wars. Uh, yeah, and people like, oh yeah, it's great. People, a lot of people see Star Wars. Yeah, you run something in front of it, and the talk is still mostly Star Wars after, right? Like yeah. it just, I kind of think it almost feels like you want to find maybe something notable or with a bit of buzz or something inside the new year, but just. I mean, hell, the, at the end of the day, we're all trying to figure out what movie it's going to drop in front of, and I don't even know if that's a must anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, like, I mean, it's yeah. not its not like his teaser came out in front of a movie, and look at what kind of reaction it got sort of thing. Um, I don't know, but I, I know the one thing that I, I do think about a lot that you and I talked about is... It is now a Sony marketing decision, um, not a Reitman decision. I think right. if Jason had could you know make the call, I don't think we'd see hide nor hair until inside the new year. Um, and it's quite possible that he you know has you know convinced them to keep it quiet for some reason, like or what have you. But yeah, I here's the thing: do we? I, I, I don't know what added value is to showing us something now and then making us wait. It's still 10 months, right? We see something in the next couple of months. It's still, it's uh, still a long two, thir- two thirds of a year to get to the movie sort of thing. And we know how we are. So if we get any <laughs> details or visuals, we're just going to run wild. And then it's going to yeah. be a vacuum. And we're going to start filling that vacuum with weird, you know what I mean? Like it, it's the expectations will start. I think, I think they primed the pump with that teaser and there's very little to it. And what little was in it kind of has come out. You know, we can, can infer from watching the whole who got cast and where they're shooting and stuff like that. But really, we don't have a lot of details. You show us anything else at this point, the speculation just starts. And I think the trouble is, it's nine months of that, and then we get to the movie, and a lot of people have headcanon that goes, oh, wait, that wasn't what I I mean, that, that's was the hoping. fans, though. Like, that's, I, I see the studio's viewpoint, because you, you, you made yes, a pretty but, good but distinction there. It's like... Here's yeah. the thing, though. The public doesn't need to know nine months out. You can start getting the public True. excited. You, you tell them now, you'll have to remind them again, you know, two months before the thing comes out anyway. Well, so but then, Yeah, the risk you run is it's like uh, Gemini Man came out, uh, and the the majority of the advertising started the week before the movie, and everybody's like, what? That movie? Yeah, well, oh, and it came I'm and not, it went. I, I'm not saying start a week before, uh, but, yeah, but my point is, is nine for the general public. I don't know. It just, especially as time goes on, the only thing we've ever learned about these, these early trailers and teasers and all that is 
I don't know what it accomplishes. Like, yeah. I really, I really don't know. It does not prime prime the public properly, and it just lets the fan base eat itself up, like just chewing yeah. our own paw off to to try to find out what the heck's going I on. Think, yeah, you're 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 on. The, I mean, because I I am of the mentality where if that teaser trailer that we got uh, before production even started, if that is the only trailer that we get awesome because that's how it used to be you didn't have to pre-sell every detail of a movie before somebody went to go pay the you know 14 bucks to go see it but uh, i mean for you and i we're obviously going to go see it uh based upon that trailer for the general public who doesn't know that another ghostbusters movie is even being produced right now you really have to start that blitz like you know look at uh Star Wars makes a big splash. They they have their trailer uh, during Monday Night Football. Okay, that's you know that you have a certain amount of eyeballs. You know that you have your fans that are going to be tuning into Monday Night Football, even if they're not football fans, just to see that trailer. But you're also getting, uh, you know, regular uh, Joe and Jane who just happen to be watching the football game, and they go, oh, oh yeah, that's right, that Star Wars movie is coming out at Christmas. Um, I I, I think that's why the argument is to be made that release something with didn't we say jumanji jumanji comes out like around thanksgiving right is that what we we, decided if we assume that uh sony wants to put it in front of one of its own properties then yeah jumanji seems like the best bet yeah so so you're getting not only are you getting the crowd that's going to see jumanji which is your families and your kids and your preteens um, but the movie happens to be in theaters right before that Star Wars thing. So you've already got a trailer that's in wide circulation at theaters that, you know, any theater distributor can attach to, uh, to Star Wars. So, uh, and think of the nostalgia. What if there is a Ghostbusters trailer before a Star Wars movie? Oh my God. That's like, uh, you know, eighties movie nerd Mecca right there. I, I can't even, I can't even fathom that, but, um, I don't know. I I feel like that's why there's an argument to be made to to put something out. But you're absolutely right. I feel like if I'm Jason Reitman right now and you're trying to be as tight-lipped about the movie and all the details of the movie uh, to the point where you're making Paul Rudd go on national TV and not be able to talk about anything about the movie that he's working on. (laughs) Yeah, you know, he's probably saying like, let's not release a trailer until uh, May Let's Memorial Day of 2020, right as the kids are getting out of school. That's when I want yeah, the trailer to drop. Because that's a then, pretty good one. You know, then you've got two months and everybody is uh, ready for it. Um, but I, 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 I can see Jason's viewpoint, but then I can also see the studio's viewpoint where it's like, look, we got to make a big splash for the Ghostbusters movie. Let's get that machine yep. started now. So it depends on, well, I, let's be honest here. It's Jason and he's got, his dad too, right? And Dan, to be honest. Uh, but more so his his dad's a bit more fearsome, I think, in ter- in terms of studio ness. Um, uh, yeah. If those if those two sat down and you know laid out their arguments, the pros and cons, I think they could probably convince a weight. Um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we'll, he, I mean, we'll see. If if we want to play the same game that we played with the video game uh, for this. The the perfect dream world scenario for me is they do kind of a, a Terminator 2 Judgment Day style trailer where it's tangentially related to the movie, but doesn't give anything away. Or like the uh, the Back to the Future trailer where it's, uh, you know, the uh, Michael J. Fox walking up to the car and then the window rolls down and you see him talking about going ahead about 30 years. Like, th- uh, 
that's kind of what I would like to see or another like the the teaser trailer, just something that, hey, there's a Ghostbusters movie coming, but it doesn't give anything away. Yeah, it is completely they, nebulous. I'll allow for that. If they can structure another tease, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's okay. But man... Uh, I don't know, especially since this is so. He's been he's been guarding it so much. Why feed us anything, you know, nine months out when, you know, why, <laughs> like we're going anyways. If it has Ghostbusters yeah. on it, we're all going anyways. And anything you put out now will be kind of wasted on the public because it's too far out. It's too far out. Yeah. And and what do you put into it into it that? you know, has meaning to them other than action, which they're seeing in a million trailers anyways, right? Like, unless you got a real good piece of, of action, like a real, you know, spotlight bit. But at that point, then are you giving away one of the key moments of your- oh, That's a good point. Of your yeah. So, yeah, in my head, man, that'd be- <laughs> Just help us not spoil the movie <laughs> before we go see it. Like, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Just try to- minimize it as much as possible or or just get clever with it like if if you're going to see star wars and the the theater lights dim down uh and the the green band uh trailer head uh, comes on and then all of a sudden you hear uh christmas carols singing and you're like oh well that's a christmas movie oh well it's christmas time great and then the fade up to uh uh, ghost carolers oh what what am i watching is this like a christmas carol remake and then all of a sudden they get sucked into a trap and then it says ghostbusters 2020 coming whatever you know yeah. again stupid idea please i know you guys are gonna hit me because you're that's a stupid idea but i hope that it's something like that that they can then keep writing through to at least until like a month or two before the film's release where it's 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 putting that kernel in the public that there's a Ghostbusters movie coming, but it's yeah. also not giving too much away. And uh, if you recall the uh, the original film in in nineteen uh, whatever it was the was it shoot I think it was February of nineteen eighty four. Right after the holidays, when that billboard, yep. Ray Parker Jr. talks about the black billboard goes up, and everyone's like, "Why is there just a black billboard in Los yes. Angeles?" And then all of a sudden, uh, there's a ghost, and everyone's like, "What's that ghost on the billboard?" And then the next week, there's a a, a circle with an X through it, um, something like that that sort of helps build that hype. Like that's yeah. If it, if I'm the theater marketing people, that's what I'm. I'm <laughs> but anyway. you know what would be great, especially with all this. Uh, referencing the original and stuff like that. Short, uh, uh, sorry, short. Shoot a two-minute short of, and it's coming up. It's the perfect season is coming up too because you can do it. Go to uh, 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 Thirty Rock with the the Christmas stuff outside, and have a you know a, a, an old timer and you know a couple people talking about one time seeing the Ghostbusters running through 30 Rock and then just subliminally and the kids are like kind of confused like the what like and he's like ghosts and ghosts but you just just trying to convince them that they existed and all this and then just subliminally almost just sort of like New York you always hear an ambulance or a cop siren in the background in the distance in that echoey reverberating distance you can hear like the the ecto sirens and that's it like just 
just get us excited again. We yeah. like it's got nothing to do with the movie. Much, but much we know like it's we're talking about your your ten Cloverfield Lane surprise movie drop. Like start hitting us with these surprise like yeah. Uh, you know, man, alternate reality kind of things, but yeah, right. Like it's just, man. Yeah, but do uh, it, do it. Well, here, here, I thought we weren't going to talk about the trailer that long, and we filled some serious time there with uh, trailer talks. So at least twenty minutes, at least. So uh, let's let's end with this digital spy thing. Maybe we won't talk quite as long about the digital spy. Call article. in everybody. Tell us what you think. Yeah. I, again, what what do you want to see in terms of a trailer? What do you not want to see? Uh, what, do you not want anything shown? Uh, we want to, we want to hear from you guys. Um, so digital spy, uh, I have a feeling you and I are going to see pretty eye to eye on this. It was a fun thought experiment, but, uh, digital spy had an article that insinuated that the following characters were in a shared cinematic universe. Are you ready? Uh, Scrooged, Ghostbusters, The Great Outdoors, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Airplane, Cheers, Frasier, Mr. Mom, and maybe more all <laughs> exist in no. the same shared universe. Uh, it was a fun thought. It's fun clickbait. but it's, you know, it's... The, the funny thing was I, I was like, oh, tell me more. Like when I saw this article pop up, I think you actually posted it on, on the, yeah. the, the interwebs. I was like, oh, they're going to hit me with some knowledge that like, if you take a look at uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character in all of these movies or something like that, but yeah, th- their, their connective tissue was a little thin. Um, and it all links back to she's having a baby. Is that my understanding of it? That's, that was kind of like the crux yes. of their entire the, argument was the, 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 the John Hughes uh, sleeper. The one people don't often think of, but should. It's a cute movie. Uh, it it She's all comes back to Kevin Bacon, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, all good uh, John Hughes movies, the one that spawned a out of left field uh, pop monster. Um, who's it? Brian Ferry? She's having a baby? Yes. Yes. Having a baby. Um, I, th- I, I, I think all of his films did yep. at this point. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'll change. She's having a baby. Uh, anyways, it um the it's just a thing where they discussing naming the baby and in a I don't know why they did this, but they just tapped everybody they knew uh on the streets and stars to just it's kinda like the it goes on too long and it just jump cuts between people and then back to people again. But it's like, um, the end of when Harry met Sally with the couples talking yeah. about how they first met sort of thing. Uh, it's people talking about baby names and all that, what they name a baby. And, um, uh, Annie Potts is in there. So it starts off good because there's no real link to what Annie Potts is doing there other than they managed to sit her down and she talked about it. So sure, you can argue a Janine is in there, but then they start pointing out that, because I think uh, the director had some sort of connection with Cheers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, um, Allie, um, Kristen Allie is in there, uh, Ted Danson and Woody Harrelson together, Woody Harrelson and Ted Danson together, uh, you know, Ted Danson with full on cheers hair and all that. Um, and quite, no, I think the movie was shot in Chicago, so it's not even a Boston movie, but, uh, 
Like I, I was looking to really, but uh, John Ratzenberger is in there. So there's a good argument to be made since none of them say, uh, you know, hi, I'm John Ratzenberger. Like he's just, oh, the Cheers gang's here. Great. So sure. But then like they go, they, like I said, they kind of went nuts that whoever showed up, whatever their popular movie was, was in a shared universe. So they show us Bill Murray in his black frank bloody cross yeah like it's quite he's obviously on the set of of scrooge didn't even say ghostbusters and scrooge are shared no like you've just you already shut you it's like thank you professors here is my oral presentation of my doctoral thesis uh, ghostbusters yeah, I, and scrooge blam oh, i shot myself in the foot uh it just uh it just uh, and then it, very it's it's like the Ghostbusters music video where all of it, like the cameo fest uh, in the the music video, all of a yeah. sudden it's like, well, Taxi and Ghostbusters are in the same shared universe because Danny DeVito pops Danny up DeVito, and says yeah. Ghostbusters. And, I, it, and, uh, it, it, and then it spirals because then they go to Dan Aykroyd and you're staring at it and it's like, well, he's off shooting that other John Hughes film, uh, The Great Outdoors. Right. And almost immediately they jump to John Candy, who is basically being shot two feet to the left. <laughs> Like it's the same pine wood cabin interior set background. And at that point I'm like, no, there's no, there's no good thread. Like there's no, it's basically what it, (laughs) it's, there was no story to write. If you said, Hey, I watched, she's having a baby and there's a lot of famous people at the end. Instead they had to do this shared universe. It's like, it's not a shared. And I say this as a guy that I have, I have, um, what's his name? Uh, God, it's the meme thing of Charlie on. Uh, it's always funny. It's sunny in Philadelphia. The the uh, the wall the strings <laughs> attached string. to the yeah. The I have done theorist. I have done walls like that uh, to link television universes together, and the television universes link together better than them trying to like somehow explain that this one weird Hughes movie. And that's I think where they got kind of excited because once you're in that Hughes movie. They kind of argue that maybe all the Hughes movies exist in the same, and you can make that argument because none of them contradict one another. Yeah, right? they're like, all in that same sort of Shermer, Illinois. Uh, sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chicago, yeah, Illinois, yeah. basically. Um, and it didn't help that the people who played uh, Ferris Bueller's parents are uh, they appear in oh, it, right. and they make and they reference Ferris, and then the director, being clever, cuts to Ferris. Uh, um, uh, leaning out uh, from that shot at the end of the movie, uh, you're still here. Go home. And yeah. then I don't know if it was cut or like it's. But again, I didn't dig. Like I got just got so bored with it, I walked away. I didn't even want to do the work. But I I bet you if we looked, uh, the um, uh, like the editor or something is overlaps because they later on have a shot of Matthew Broderick. Uh, standing up in front of the camera, like at the end of Ferris Bueller, where he's yeah. doing the go home thing. Only he goes, Jim, and I'm like, well, that's not from the movie, but obviously somebody had a, the, the clip to throw in or something, right? Like it's just, I just. Uh, uh, I, the funny thing is, when you posted the article, I thought, oh my god, this is going to be a great discussion topic for us because it's going to be one of those things where there was a reference that none of us caught in Fraser that he studied at Columbia University with a Doctor Spangler or something like that. Something. Like, oh my god. No. Nope. Yeah, and and this is this is basically what it, it nailed down to. But excuse me, as I turn away from the camera for a, or the mic for a second. Boo. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, it's a cute thought, but it just, that's it, all it was, was it, it doesn't, doesn't have a, 
doesn't have a whole lot of weight to it. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Do. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. We, we turned it around, Chris. We, we made our time up uh, there. Digital, hey! I, 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 was, I was glad you and I saw eye to eye with the digital spy thing because I thought maybe you were going to say, oh, actually, there's merit to this. And nope. if you think about yeah, yeah that's nope. not what happened. None. So, nope. Zero. Um, but uh, what, what you got for uh, final thoughts this, this here week? Uh, final thoughts is, boy, um, keep your ear to the ground, kids. The Cleaning Up the Town documentary is starting to pop up all over the place. Um, They're going to be at the BFI in December, I saw. December that's, 3rd. That's huge. Yeah. BFI, that's the British Film Institute, I guess. Uh, IMAX in waterloo just across the river there in in london um yeah they're gonna have a it's um it's a an event because they're going to run ghostbusters 35th uh, screening in front of it which i presumably means the thing that um uh, uh fathom, fathom ran event, yeah. with the with the the cast and crew greetings and then right into the documentary uh, afterwards that is an evening and a half on, on on their you know it's the British Film Institute, which means the screens and will be fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah. And then um, since we last talked, uh, they went to Victoria. They showed it there. They went to Edmonton, Alberta. They showed it there. They're off to Ottawa just inside November. I was uh, trying to quickly look it up here. Uh, Ottawa, there it is. Uh, November second and third. They're going to be showing it. That's a Saturday and Sunday night, I believe. So uh, Ottawa Ghost Heads. And then, yeah, December 3rd. So, and I know everybody then starts going, what about my city? It's like, they'll get to it, uh, presumably. Like, it's not, you are not being deliberately avoided. It's just these things are rolling out as things can get nailed down. So, yeah. And, and Anthony and Claire uh, sent us a kind message uh, saying, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for boosting the signal on the dock. Uh, and, they are trying to, to get some clarity on the U.S. distribution right now, too. So yep. um, hopefully they'll have some news uh, on where and when you'll be able to see that uh, in the near future. But yeah. Yeah. They also get asked a lot about uh, physical media, uh, especially for Kickstarter backers who uh, kicked in for uh, physical media. And that's just one of the things they're they're sorting out now. It's uh, yeah. just it's uh, they'll let us know when they get it all worked out. But uh, that was that was their plan from eight years ago <laughs> or so, six years ago, yeah. and now um, about six years ago, I guess. And a lot's changed since then. The most important part being that they got the documentary done, and they're working on the second one. And to accommodate the changes, 
uh, like splitting the movie in two and now having a distribution partner. Yeah, they just got to... Yeah, there's, uh, there's legal stuff that's got to be worked you've, out. But. You've waited uh, X amount of years, uh, maybe a, a month or two will yeah. just need to be the uh, the result here. But, yeah. but that's physical. Um, soon, I hope. Um, they're hoping to... Because they were talking about it um, in Calgary when I was there about streaming and video on demand uh, soon, probably inside the new year, I guess is what the, but again, they don't have the exact dates and all that, but uh, yeah, I mean, options are coming. So it's either going to show up in your town in the next couple of months uh, or then a few months out or a month or so after that, we'll probably have options in our living room to watch it. And I, you know, and within relatively short period of time, especially when compared to the 12 year since <laughs> to make the damn thing they'll have a they'll have a physical media option too so all worked out so yeah stay stay tuned and we'll, again we'll we'll do our best to keep uh, everybody updated on yeah. that front uh, uh, that was yeah. actually just me uh helping out our friends there and all that if i had a final thought uh, <laughs> it came out today this morning um and i thought i ignored it at first because i thought it was uh the one from 10 years ago do you recall Somebody mashed up Ghostbusters and um, The Hand That Feeds by Nine Inch Nails way back when? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was 10 years ago. That was in 2009. Uh, I was going to say, I, do, <laughs> I remember that among the, the huge amounts of like uh, Ghostbusters versus bad. Ghost, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ghostbusters, ACDC. Uh, yeah, all Thunderbusters. Or Thunderbusters. Was, yeah. Almost exactly the same time. There was a lot. But anyways, uh, somebody posted today Ghostbusters uh, Closer by Nine Inch Nails Uh, and initially I didn't pay attention to it and then I played it and it was a mistake because all of it all it did is like every time I listen to uh, Nine Inch Nails is closer uh, it triggers (laughs) it triggers Weird Al's alternative polka where he covers Nine Inch Nails closer Um, so uh, being in the Halloween mix uh, uh, mindset uh, and in horrible pain, like I just could not concentrate on work very well today and having this earworm stuck in my head. Uh, well, I had, I have a little audio. My final thought is an audio treat that we'll, we'll we can tack on to, uh, well, anywhere's around here and then we'll, we'll bid people right. adieu. With, without any, uh, further delay. Here it is. <laughs> Thank you.